This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. Hello, everyone, and welcome along to the latest edition of Betting Weekly Game Bet Match. It's the number one tennis betting podcast brought to you in association with Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. I'm Nigel Seeley coming to you live from Vienna. And I'm delighted to say joining me as per usual three times a week is our senior ATP Tour handicapper. It's Sean Calvert. Sean, how are you, my friend? Evening. I'm all right. I'm sort of surviving half term, I think, at the moment, just about. So uh, coming to an end. But uh, yeah, it's all good. And I've, I've put in my request to the European Open for my for my 16 euros back from that food card. So yeah. it's <laughs> so, yeah, things are great here. Yeah, all good. Uh, well, How's how Vienna, more importantly? Well, because how long do you reckon you'll wait for the 16 euros to be processed? We What's will see, and I will keep the viewers up. updated because I think I feel like this is something that people will want to know about. Well, I'm going to go over under nine and a half days. You think so? Nine and a half days. If it's over four or five days, there's there's going to be there's going to be some emails firing about. That's that's for sure. Yeah, I don't think nothing. I don't think anything's easy, and I and I think I think over nine and a half days is a good number. I'd be interested mm. to see what you think. Today. Vienna's fantastic. I'm really, really impressed. Yeah, it looks I, like you're uh, having fun, apart from the, the situation with the court. I'll come on to that in a second. But, I mean, if you ever got a chance to... I mean, we're very lucky, as I said many times, to be able to do what we do here, travel around Europe. But the one thing I always find, the proximity between the city centre and the tennis arena is usually quite far away. Obviously, you have to take yeah. a lot of train or an Uber cab that, uh, an Uber or a cab that could run into sometimes sort of like $60, $70 stateside. You know, Miami's so far away from the South Beach and obviously New York's so far away from Queens. And they Manhattan. are, yeah. They're, generally this, they are, aren't they? Well, this is five minutes from the city centre. It's like, it's and it's fantastic. It's really good. But uh, that is if you want to go to one court. If you want to go to another court, it's about 25 minutes outside the city centre where I went today. So I don't know if you saw, anyone I saw did. the... Uh, well, I mean, if anybody hasn't seen it, there's a little clip from the video today. Now, obviously, yesterday we, we tipped Bojo to beat Gojo, sorry, to beat um, Karatsev, and I wanted to go and watch the, the Gojo match. I didn't, I didn't really have much of an interest in that Montfis Altmaier match. Yeah. So I saw that on the centre court, which we had tickets for, was Altmaier, and on court number one was uh, a Karatsev match. When we got this, you can't come in till one o'clock local time. I thought that's a bit odd. The Karatsev match is supposed to start at one o'clock. So I wandered off to the uh, to the information desk. And listen, I, I want to go in. I want to watch the Karatsev match. And she said, "That's at the other court, which is twenty five minutes in the city in the city centre." I've never seen that. I've never ever seen where you've had two different venues. On, I, I mean, you, I don't know. I've looked at the logistics of tennis tournaments like I do now. But to have one tennis tournament twenty five minutes away from another one, another court, because the, the arena isn't big enough. That is weird. I mean, it was a bit like that in Antwerp, but I think what they did was they erected that peculiar tent thing that looked like a temporary thing to me that they erected in the middle of a building site um but that was only five i was moaning about that and it was five minutes walk away although it was a real faff because you had to you had to recheck your chick your tickets because if you wanted to then go back in you couldn't unless you got them stamped on the way out and there was all that sort of stuff going on it's nice to go from one court to another to another isn't it yeah you shouldn't have to to be getting 
Antwerp was just mildly annoying and sort of quite funny, but um, 25 minutes, that's... that's yeah. Two different completely venues. I mean, it's Do they not, not I mean, mention I this when you buy the ticket? Well, you didn't, you didn't, it's, all in, it's all in German, isn't it? I don't speak German. It's all in, yeah, but they I normally mean, have the websites normally in, in no, English I, as well. I, it didn't say anything to me. I just I bought the ticket for the Stadthaler, and then on the ticket, it had the, where the day was, it had the two venues underneath each other. But I thought that was the address, Stadthaler was something else, the address of it. But anyway, if you are coming to uh, to uh, Vienna, bear in mind yeah. there is two, obviously two venues. But I tell you what, you should, you should come in next year, sure. I think you'll like it. The city's great. I won't like uh, that lot... second court being 25 minutes away. <laughs> yeah, but you, go, you, go to, you can go to that one. if you, you can choose to stay at that one. You can choose to stay at the other. Come across, you know, you'll get on the train and come across. But it's a great city. And the arena today where the actual tennis was in the Stadthaler is really modern. It's really fresh. It's good. And it, it was a good feeling, a good atmosphere. And a packed house when we left. We left just as uh, Shelton was about to start against the Annex Center. Unfortunately, we couldn't stay and watch that because we were recording this and we've got a, a dinner reservation this evening. So we only watched the two match. We watched Monfils, uh, Altmaier. We didn't watch the Gojo match, but congratulations on that. A nice winner there. So yep. plus over even money. That was a nice, easy that winner. Went and we watched directly to plan, didn't it? Went straight to plan, that. Tired, correct. You know he, he looked exhausted. I watched it. it. You, you, you said it, and I, I slept on it, thought about it this morning. The first thing I did this morning, I thought, that's a cracking bet, you know, because of who, he, who Karatsev is. And, and I went in and I, and I bet it, not not heavy, but I had a decent bet on it. But I, I, I was regretting that I didn't go a little bit heavier actually thinking about it, really. You always are when they win easily. You always think, why didn't I have more on, don't you? That's yeah. just a, Don't be a moron. That's, that's, what you do? Don't that, be a moron. You put more on, yeah. So, so exactly. I believe. Exactly. Anyway, let's uh, move on to the tennis action uh, for tomorrow on Thursday. It's National Day here in Austria, and it's a uh, public holiday tomorrow. So they have a lot of here. public holidays. They do have do an they? awful lot of public Yeah, they do. They have a lot oh, of public right. holidays in Austria. I quite like the idea of that. I mean, um, I just hope I can get to the, the airport. Okay, no problems. But uh, we're staying about two minutes from where Hitler did his very famous speech in Vienna. And there's an army around there, I think, today. So um, we're, they're, they're, that's where they're gathering. So I think it's going to be very busy tomorrow. And I expect the crowds to be very busy tomorrow. It's obviously National Weekend. But we want, we'll concentrate on the two tournaments. It's obviously two ATP tour events this week. Uh, one in Vienna here in Austria, where I am, which I did say earlier I was in Germany. Uh, I, I'm not in Germany. I'm in... Uh, I'm in, in Close. I'm in, I know, but it's all the all the everyone's speaking German, isn't it? I got confused. But it's yeah. like when I go to South, when I go to Marbella, I think I'm in Brighton near you. Everyone speaks English, and all cheers English accent. But, uh, I've lived anyway, in Brighton. Everyone... I've lived in Brighton, and I've been to Marbella. I can tell you, there's a substantial difference between the two. <laughs> yeah, well, I've I haven't lived in Marbella. I've lived in Marbella, but I haven't lived in Brighton. But uh, it felt like Brighton after three months. I can assure you. Anyway, let's move on uh, with the tennis this week. There is another tournament, obviously in Switzerland, in Baal. And we're going to start with that one before we come on to Vienna. Um, we've got two matches. Um, on the graphic, there was a fifth match, but there was no lines you want to talk about. I, I haven't checked it. I remember recording this on my phone. Uh, have we got the lines on the, the final match here? or just, is No, it just there's, the it's really slow. The odds are so slow coming out at the moment. There's no there's no lines. Um, well, there wasn't five minutes ago. I can check while we're, while we're talking, if you want. Um, well, stick, let's stick what we've got. You can add to it any minute. Let's, go, let's start with Barber. Will Barber, come on to Vienna at the moment. Uh, the first match we're going to speak about, only four matches here we're going to speak about tomorrow, but the first match is Alex Dimingwell, the number five seat, against Talon Griegspor, the battle of the two big servers. Uh, Dimingwell is minus 250, Griegspor is plus two dollars. Three and a half is the spread here, uh, minus 107 for Dimingwell, giving up three and a half, minus 120 for Griegspor, who's the favourite, receiving three and a half. The total is 22 and a half, which... May appear to be a little bit low. They've met twice before, but once was way back in 2017. The challenger, the most recent outing, uh, head-to-head between the two of us on, uh, on a hardcore, a Hertogenbosch, 
where Greek sport won. That was oh, sorry on grass in yeah. Hurtigenbosch, where uh, Greek sport won four six six three. I think it was six four in the final set. I don't know if I'm saying it, so I can't read my writing. It but, was something uh, it like was, that, yeah. It was a long match, and mm. if I'm looking at these matches here, I would, I, Alex Diminuo minus two fifty. I think when he comes in, I think he's someone I, you, I've always looked to fade. Greek sport a little bit inconsistent, but the one line with two, the way they serve these two, the total here twenty two and a half might look a little bit cheap. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm looking at. I should just point out, by the way, I mentioned at the start of the week that I wasn't going to have too many bets because there aren't many dogs win generally this week. I think I mentioned none out of 16 won in the first round in Austria last year. It's kind of been the same so far this year. Looking at Basel, at the first 15 underdogs, only two of them won. So 13 of the first 15 favourites have gone in. It's a similar number in Vienna, if I could just get that one up. Um, yeah, 14 out of 16 favourites there have won so far as well. So that trend is continuing. I think I was right to to be a little bit circumspect of my bets. Like we did have, obviously, Gojo, didn't we? So this one, Diminor Griegsbo. Yeah, as you said, Griegsbo won at home as a 255, 2.55 plus 155 underdog this summer. Um, but a little bit fortunate on the stats. Diminor won 22% more second serve points and 3% more first serve points. But he lost um, he lost the match, Diminor, because he only took one out of 14 breakpoint chances. And Griegsbo took two of his three. So he was much better on the big points. Diminor was the better player overall, but he didn't win the match because he didn't take his many, many chances, and Greeks ball did. Um, you can see why it's priced as it is on, on the main level stats away from clay this season. Diminor, 69% win rate and a 106 total service points, one and return points, one total. Greeks ball, similar win rate, 64%, but a 101 total. So it's not quite in the class of Diminor, um, really. So that you can see why it's priced as it is. But uh, across the... Um, let me have a look at this. Sorry, Greek Spores held serve, sorry, 88% of the time in, in those matches that I just mentioned, which is away from clay uh, at main level. So his, his serve is doing him, you know, great favours. Um, like you, I'm leaning towards the overs here. Greek Spores season's not over yet. He's still got Davis Cup um, to go at. I know the Dutch players have, have spoken about how keen they are to go well in that numerous times. And if you also look at the, the two head-to-head matches, um, both guys have held serve 89% of the time in those two matches head-to-head that they've played against each other. So I think I'm of a similar sort of mindset to you, really, that my lean here would be um, tie-break played, which is a which I thought was a quite reasonable price for Bet Rivers of 2.45 plus 145 about there being a tie-break. That seems like a decent spot to me in that one. Yeah, totally agree. The stats back it up. Just from the, just looking at the matchup, I would have thought that the games would, best, would definitely be the way to profit. Remember, there's 29 different markets available on the Bet Rivers website. So look for anything that's uh, related to the games, long matches in the first set, long games in the first set, uh, tiebreak in the first set, and enhanced price of tiebreak in the match, or just even go on the total 22 and a half. And you can adjust the widget or the little toggle on the Bet Rivers website and move the total game line to whichever one you want to prefer. So if you move up to 23 and a half, you get a bit a little bit more juice in your price. And remember, if you do place a wager on the Bet Rivers website, you'll be able to live stream the match from the comfort of your own home on your tablet, your computer, or, or whatever mobile device you may have and want to watch the match. Uh, before we move on to the next match, Sean, I didn't actually ask you about the, the speed of the conditions. I haven't watched anything at Bar this week, or Basel this week, obviously, being here in Vienna. Um, I haven't watched one ball served. What's uh, what's your statistic team on the speed of the court? Because we're going to come on to the speed of the court of Vienna here, and I and I quite disagree on what I saw the day with my eye. But what's what's Basel, what's Basel telling you? Uh, I've only had stats for the first five matches, which isn't 
it isn't ideal really that that shows 80% holds and 70% first third points one which puts it slower than it it has been before but i wouldn't be too sure about those stats cuz i say it's only five matches that it's not a it's not a great sample size it looks like a sort of medium pace court to me i wouldn't say it was quick it doesn't look slow i'd i'd class it as medium pace which is kind of what it normally is I think the condition of the core is, is paramount for our next match. Uh, Holger Rune up against Sebastian Baith. Uh We spoke about Baith on this show in recent weeks that his hardcore stats and his indoor stats are improving. He's a player that you always associate with play courts and the slower, the better for the Argentinian. But uh, obviously now against uh, Rune, who's having a terrible run of form. Amazingly, though, he came through that match against Kekmanovic. I don't know how he managed to do that, but he did. He got out of trouble and he won that match. And he's been installed here as a minus 215 favourite against the South American base, who's plus 165. The handicap here is three and a half. Rune is plus 104. Bays is minus 132, giving up the two and a half. Three and a half, sorry. The total is 22 and a half. Over is even money. Under is minus 127. They've met three times before. Bays leads 2-1. Uh, it's all been recent matches as well. Uh, Rune won the first encounter in 2021. But then uh, Bays has won the next two, the most recent in 2022. So last year... Um, for me, Rune is just one that we have to really tread with caution. I mean, it, it's clearly not fit. He's come through an epic match here. And Bayes has got some improving stats. Um, the, the underdog factor as well is a little bit of concern if you want to take Bayes here at plus 165. But um, what do you think of this one? Because you want to oppose Holger Rune, though, I, I, I'm guessing. But uh, can we have enough confidence in Sebastian Bayes? Yes, that's the question, isn't it? I mean, just to get people up with speed, there's all sorts going on with Holger Rune at the minute. Um, I talked about his coaching situation. It's become slightly more clear if or, or slightly murkier, depending on which way you look at it in recent hours. Um, right now, he seems to be only working in Basel and Paris with Boris Becker. Now, Boris Becker was in here. Boris Becker was, was here today, I think. He saw him on the big screen. I don't know if he was an interview in Basel. Well, he, he, he should be. He's supposed to be in Basel. Um, well, he was, he was, I, I, there was an interview with him on the big screen today and, and he was talking in German and I, I just presumed that he was oh, here. It's probably pre-recorded. He's, he's supposed oh, to right. be in Basel with um, with Holger Rune. So so it's been um, mentioned in uh, various uh, people have mentioned that. Um, prior to that, obviously, he was working with Patrick Moratoglu. But before that, he was with Lars, Lars Christensen, who was who's coached Holger Rune since he was a kid. And then there was a bit of a personality clash apparently between Christensen and Moratoglu. What what a surprise with, with Moratoglu involved. I, I can't imagine that would have been easy for Christensen, who's coached Rune since he's a kid. And then all of a sudden Moratoglu comes in. Then Moratoglu leaves after a, a quite a short period of time. Um, Christensen kind of comes back. Now he brings Boris Becker in and all of a sudden Christensen, Christensen is not with him at all in, in Paris, but Becker is. There's all sorts of weirds. It can't be good for, for Rune, can it? With all these different voices you've got coaches coming in coaches coming out new voices old voices it must be extremely disruptive to his game i know he's had these and his mother and his mother in his ear as well yeah i don't think she really helps to be honest she she seems more of a hindrance than anything else but i'm i'm from the outside looking in obviously um he had that good win against kekmanovic but it wasn't exactly convincing was it they both scored the same number of points 84 um statistically not much in favour of, of Rooney. He, he was a sort of worthy-ish winner in the end, but certainly not convincing. Um, obviously, Bay's beaten Rune a couple of times on the clay, which obviously Rune previously and probably still does classes as his favoured surface in Buenos Aires and Santiago. So 
face isn't going to be worried about him. But the crux of this one is how can you bet a guy who has stats like Rune does of late? You know, last three months away from Clay at main level, Rune has a 25% win rate and his service points won and return points one total is 90, which is dreadful really for a player with with top top five, you know, ideas and, and, and goals of winning Grand Slam. You know, he's nowhere near on those stats. I know it's a small snapshot of the season, but it's obviously relevant to this match. Uh, Bayes, 69% win rate and a 101 total away from Clay in the last three months. You wouldn't have thought that was likely six months ago, would you? Um, you know, in theory, if you're looking at these two, you would think Holger Rune's game would be too strong in these conditions, but maybe he's trying new things with Becker. Maybe he's trying to add something to his game and it's kind of, it's a case of one step forward and hopefully, sorry, one step back, two steps forward, but hopefully for him, that's maybe that, that that's kind of the idea I'm getting with him. He's trying to bring something else to his game and it, it takes a while. Um, so I definitely couldn't back Rune at this price. I, I'm tempted to back Bayes, but something's saying to me it's 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 not a wise idea on in sort of quickish indoor conditions. But 100 percent couldn't back Rune in this. If I, if I had to have a bet on this one, I would, I'd probably take Bayes. What about on the props? Anything like Bayes to win a set or anything like that? I looked at that. Yeah, that was 1.63, which I think feel like if Rune if Rune is getting back towards his his best level, then you know he could win this two 0 which kind of puts me off that. I'd probably have just a small bit on Bayers just to win it um, on the basis of, you know, Rune isn't anywhere near the player that most people have seen in, in, in the last couple of years. A couple of things before we move on from uh, Basel and, and we can talk about Holger Rune still here. Uh, he's obviously the defending champion in Paris next week. Mm-hmm. So he's got some huge amount of points to, to in an ATP Tour 1000 event, a huge amount of points to defend there. There mm-hmm. is a sort of inclination that he might be looking ahead to that, you know, and thinking, well, I, I got it, I, you know, I've, I can go through, get things working out, try a little few new things here tactically, and then go to there with some confidence. So he's, it's Possibly, all about yeah. next week for him rather than this week. So that enhances the base case as well. And also that he is, he is such a talented player. I mean, I, I, at the end of last season, I thought he was going to be, I, I bet him to win the French Open. I thought he, he could be someone who could really mount a challenge and sort of push up there with the, the top three or four in the world. It hasn't worked out, but the market still thinks that he's going to just come back and show what he showed at the end of last season. It might not be the case. So, I mean, he probably will at some point. We just mm. don't know when that that point is going to be. I mean, for me, he's still a bit, he's still a bit immature, sort of mentally to be to be winning Grand Slams. He's he's a bit petulant. He's not, you know, he's not really got the the sort of serenity, if you like, to 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 go this a full distance in a major yet. He's still very young, of course. You know, there's, there's plenty of time on his side, of course. But it's just a question of when or if he's going to come back to the, the player he was. I'm assuming he will. I just don't know when. I mean, he might yeah. be next week. It could be next season. Well, he could look at it and think, I'll write off the year this year or go to Paris and that's it. That's me done, really. I'll have one last try and get some points. But uh, he could still you know, qualify to Turin, couldn't he? He could, he could get to the Tour Finals. Yeah. If, he's with a, with a strong performance here and, and Paris, he could. Yeah, and then he's also he's a massive fade in that tour if he gets through to that. But uh, anyway, Holgerun, an interesting one at the moment. We don't know what, quite sure which uh, what what the form's going to be. But uh, Sebastian Bayes uh, is some um, lean for us in, in any one of the markets you want to do. Head to the Bet Rivers website. Twenty eight different markets currently available. I don't think we know the order of play yet on that one, but it'll be starting early hours uh, in the morning tomorrow. So you have to get onto the Bet Rivers website nice and early to find out what the order of play is. I do know the order of play in Vienna though, and I do know. 
that the matches we're going to talk about are playing in the Stadhalle, the arena which I went to today, not the other one, in the town centre. Uh, but the first match on court is 5.45am. It's our pick, Andre Rublev, our tournament pick. But before we go into that match, let's talk about the conditions. And we spoke a, a lot about the conditions here in Vienna. Now, I haven't got the stats. You've got the magical stats in front of you there, Sean. But for my eye test today, I, did, I know we didn't see, and there's probably more you know about the speed now, the Shelton Cinematch, which has gone to the first set tiebreak. You probably know a little bit more about the speed there. You see how Shelton's serving. But on the foot, the matches that I saw today, I saw Monfils and Altmaier, and I saw Medvedev against uh, uh, Fies, and it didn't look that quick to me. I thought it looked it looked fastish, but it it was on the medium side. I I was I didn't come away there thinking, you know what, this is a lightning fast indoor court. Yeah, it's not it's not normally lightning fast. It 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 does tend to look not as quick as the stats sort of suggest. I, I think I said that in the show on Sunday. It's a bit of a strange one. Um, there's a bit of altitude here. Obviously, they can tweak this surface however they like. It's it's obviously not down there all year, is it? They just they just relay it every year. So they then talk to the tournament, and the tournament will say, "Well, you know, this is what we had last year. Maybe that was a bit quick. Let's just tone it down a bit." And of course, if they use different balls, that that makes a difference as well. Um, I think I said at the time, I don't think it's ostensibly a quick surface, but it it seems to be one of them surfaces where the ser- it does aid the serve, but in the rallies, it, it doesn't look as quick. I can see where you're coming from. It doesn't. It's never looked to me like a a quick surface. By the way, the one the one that you weren't at today, the the Karatsev court against against Goja, that did look pretty quick. I would suggest right. that that one that surface is probably quicker than the center court. And that does happen at a lot of these um, indoor tournaments. Many many times in Paris, people have said the out the outdoor not outdoor the the outside if you want to call it that courts are quicker than the the in uh, the main the main arena that's been the case numerous times um in numerous tournaments but it, it looks reasonably paced it's not lightning quick it's not slow it's it's just a sort of medium to quickish the court i would say um not as quick as antwerp last week i don't think first five matches again not a great barometer but 84 percent hold 73.2 percent first serve points won so again the stats are telling me that it is reasonably quickish medium quickish that's that's where we're at basically yeah, and uh, I'll tell you what, today, Medvedev looked good. Very, very impressed. I know he might... He, uh, That's uh, a good uh, win. Uh, That's an impressive win, that is. He, he was he was second set. He was superb. Uh, Feast didn't have anything to match him. He looked really good, and I thought the conditions will suit him. So I know we've got a pick, and we're going to come on to our pick next, but uh, Daniel Medvedev is going to be very hard to beat here, in my opinion. He is the tournament favourite, though. You know, we don't we don't tip favourites here. On, well, we don't very rarely tip favourites on here. There's no value in the favourite, but on the performance today... Medvedev will take some stopping here. But if there isn't one, one person that we want to stop him, it's Andrei Rublev. He's our 9-1 to tournament pick. He's up against uh, Alnaudi in this tournament, the Italian. Minus 560 for Rublev, plus 400 for Alnaudi. The spread is 4.5, minus 129. Rublev giving up 4.5. Alnaudi is even money, plus 4.5. The total is 21.5. These two players have never met before. Uh, Rublev said a... Good, very good season. Won a lot of tournaments. Uh, we like these kind of events as well. It always goes quite deep. It always gives you a good run for your money. But this is a tricky little match against an opponent who is moving up the rankings at a fairly fast rate. Yeah, he's he's been impressive this year, Arnaldi. Um, Rublev was he was he was a bit scratchy against Popperin in the, in the first round. I watched the, most of the first set of that one. He made a real mess of it from four two up and with a smash to go five two up made a mess of it, almost ended up losing the first set. So he did well to come back. He was in one of his 
sort of combustible moods, Rublev. He does tend to explode on a regular basis, and he was certainly getting angry with himself at, during that match against Popperin. So I think he's going to need better here. If we look at Arnaldi, 2023 stats at main level away from clay, so the, the quicker surfaces. Arnaldi's done, he's done pretty well. 53% win rate and a service points one, return points one total of 99, um, which is more than respectable for, for, for a player of his ranking. Rublev, as you would expect, is better. 67% win rate and a 104 total. But interestingly, Arnaldi's actually won more second serve points in these conditions um, this season than Rublev has. He's won 53% on his second ball, Arnaldi, compared to 50.5% for Rublev. So, you know, he's he's not going to be he's not going to be too far out of this match, I don't think. I don't think he'll win it on Aldi, but I think he'll be reasonably competitive. He beat Kasper Ruud in straight sets in Madrid on the clay. He was pretty competitive as well against Alcaraz at the US Open. He didn't win a set, but he was he was very competitive. It wasn't an easy match at all for for Alcaraz. I feel like Rublev will need um better than he showed against Popurin. Yeah, I think he needs one more win actually, Rublev, to qualify for Turin. So He'll certainly be motivated. Um, needs to improve on the display against Popular. I, th- I think Arnaldi could give him a reasonable enough test here. That the over twenty-one and a half games at one point nine five of Bet Rivers would be somewhere where I'd probably be looking at if I was betting in this match. Yeah, and the record of whenever I've been to a tournament, I think I've been to two or three tournaments this year, and Rublev's won or got to the final. So the omen's good for Rublev betters that Sealy's in town. That helps. Are you watching him tomorrow? Is he? I'm flying Either. back tomorrow, Sean. I'm flying back. Oh, okay. um, we, we, we're flying back at um, around about three o'clock in the afternoon. So we, we're not at the tennis tomorrow. We're, we're heading home. So literally a flying visit. That's why I was a bit worried about getting to the airport with the old uh, National Day traffic. We're right in the middle of the where all the all the all the road closures and bans and various things. Get are, on so. the get on the public transport. Get a tram down there, train or something. Bus, maybe. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. We'll <laughs> see. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, let's uh, no real. Uh, we haven't got an, an official pick yet, have we? It's coming up. It's coming up. Oh, well, it's well, well worth waiting for. And uh, that match before we move on, that Rublev match is an early start, five forty-five a.m. Eastern time. So get across to the Bet Rivers website, nice and early, to get your wages there on that. If you have a bet on that, and uh, but we think an Audi here. Are they over the games or maybe a little bit of a play on him plus four and a half? Small lead. I think he's going to test Rublev, but we expect Rublev to have too much for him in the end. Uh, final match we're going to talk about. Only four matches, like I could say. Uh, all the all the odds will be available a little bit later on on the Bet Rivers website. But as we currently film this now, there's not many matches to talk about for tomorrow. But we have a bet here from Sean. It's involving Stefanos Tsitsipas, minus 265 against Mahak. Uh, he's plus two dollars, so two to one for Mahak here. These two players have never met before. We all know Tsitsipas is sort of form over the last four or five months, or three or four months, not the greatest. Uh, Mahak obviously come through again. Did he beat Vukic in the last round? Was it yeah, easily. Yeah. Very good, easily, yeah. Um, the handicap here is three and a half, uh, plus 108 uh, you can get for Sitsabas uh, uh, giving up three and a half. Mahak plus three and a half is a heavy favourite, minus 139. And the total here is 22 and a half, around about minus 110 the pair. So you pay your money, you take your choice. You go either over or under. And 22 and a half is the line. Um, I can tell by the tone of your voice, the way you said he won easy against Vukic, you quite like Mahak Sharp. Is here. Sitsipas, um, no one really knows what to do in Sitsipas matches at the moment. We, can, we can't, again, talking about players that you don't want to be trusting at, at, at heavy odds. Rune at minus 215. Sitsipas at two, six, minus 265 comes into that as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I quite like the idea of sticking with tie breaks here. First career meeting, you always 
you know, they, they're not going to know each other too well. I can't imagine Sitsipas has seen Machak play very often. Um, and more importantly, Sitsipas just continues to be the same as he's been for most of this season, which is strong on serve and weak on return, continues to play tie breaks. If we look at this season um, at main level away from Clay, Sitsipas, very, very serve dominated statistics. 90% holds of serve, um, only 16.6% breaks of serve, winning just 33% of his return points, it's going to lead to a lot of long sets and a lot of tie breaks. He just isn't breaking enough. And in these conditions, you know, he did it again and we, we cashed again, didn't we, with the, um, the tie breaks in, in the Sitsipas team match. Um, and he's playing an opponent here who's, who's absolutely been on fire lately. Machak's won so much and um, so many matches on in the challenges. He won a couple of titles in France. And now, interestingly, he's, he's starting to transfer that form to main level, which he he hadn't done previously. If we look at what, what Machak's done in the last three months at all levels, you know, it's, it's really impressive. 86% win rate, service points, one and return points, one total of 109 and 88% holds of serve. I mean, I know a lot of these were at challenges, but even so it's that those numbers suggest that he's more than capable of bringing a, a good level to the, to the ATP tour level, you know, two shot makers, two guys with powerful, um, games, aggression, um, should be able to hit a few winners. Should be a good one for the crowd. Uh, several markets appeal here, either the over over half a tie break at plus money, 2.07, um, plus 107 with Bet Rivers. But I prefer in this one, because they've not met before, um, in this situation, I, I do like going overs in the first set. Over 10 and a half games in set one, 2.9 plus 190 with Bet Rivers. I, I really like that. I think that's, wow. um, that's, that's, that's big. the one for me. That is Sorry? a big price. Plus one, that, that is a big, big price plus 190. Yeah, that's over 10 and a half as well. It's not even that's not even going the full way to a tiebreaker. I feel like that that's pretty good value, to be fair. Is it worth putting a bit of pizza money on the over 12 and a half as well? Could, yeah, if you want to be braver, you but by all means. Um, I haven't got the odds next to me here, but it, it's um, yeah, it's a very good price. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be nice. I might, I might do a little bit of that and uh, hopefully pay that might pay for some schnitzels on the way home or a little bit of uh. Apple strudel, which I had today with fresh cream. Very, very nice. Apple strudel and fresh cream. Very, very nice. Uh, remember, there's a load of other matches as well over in Vienna as well. Gojo against Paul, the hero for us today against the American Tommy Paul. But obviously, there's two different calls. Keep saying, check out where those matches are. If you see court number one, it's not the same arena. So don't make the mistake as I have. And obviously, it's a little bit quicker on that second court, the court number one court. Dimitrov, I think it's Medvedev. Dimitrov's going to really have his work to cut out against Medvedev. And one match that I'm quite interested in tomorrow is Francis Tiafo against Gael Monfils. Now, I know Gael Monfils won very easy today, Sean. Altmaier offered nothing, really. He did, you know, we, we, we didn't expect him to do it's much. It's not his conditions, really. Yeah, it's court man through and through. But Monfils went down on his ankle uh, in the second game. And it all the way through the match, he was stretching his, his leggy and... He looked absolutely exhausted uh, so today. So it was a typical match then, in other words. Yeah, yeah. And obviously he's come through our last week winning in Stockholm. He's got again got to go to Paris where he's going to want to play in front of his home crowd and give them some kind of cheering. what could potentially be one of his final matches or one of his final uh, appearances in his homeland. So It could well be. I, yeah. I, I think tomorrow Francis Tierfo uh, will beat Monfils, what I saw today, um, just on that injury concern. And the fact that Monfils, at 37 years of age, is absolutely exhausted. So, uh, he should just be a fresher, re- shouldn't he? He should be fresher yeah. because he only played five games against Dan Evans, and yeah. that was it, wasn't it? The only yeah, problem I I've got been... is that Tierfo doesn't look, he hasn't looked in good form at all, has he? Evans was winning pretty easy before he, he did his calf in. 
Um, obviously, it depends on the price. I haven't seen the odds, um, but I, I agree. Monfils is he's gonna he's gonna tap out at some point this week, yeah. and I'm not it's sure when. The, it's the more to do with the fade of Monfils rather than the, the high confidence I have in Tierfo. That's that's yeah. the angle really for me. So now that wait, head to the Bet Rivers website. They will have odds on that, but there are the matches available tomorrow in Vienna. Uh, you can follow my journey in Vienna on our Instagram page at Because We Win. You can also follow us on our Twitter handle at Because We Win as well. Uh, give us a subscribe onto our YouTube channel, which is uh, Betting Weekly Studios. We're getting a huge amount of subscribers today. Thank you very, very much for joining us. And give us a co comment and a review on the little comments box below. Keep them nice, please. Uh, anyway, uh, and also, um, if you follow that, there's some also great football content as well, soccer content. The Champions League is this evening. I'm going to find somewhere to watch that. Just said that. The missus just gave me a very nasty look when I've said that. Um, she looks not, not very happy about that. Uh, the Europa League is obviously tomorrow action on there. And obviously the weekend we have the European show and the Premier League as well. And obviously, please keep downloading the podcast, Betting Weekly Game Bet Match. Sean, thanks very much as always. I know you've got a busy week. Your boy's at home with all these mates running. You're absolutely ragged. So uh, I'm going to uh, love you and leave you. And I'll catch you. Uh, next week on Sunday when we preview in the tournament in Paris where Sean will be heading. You'll follow him again on the Instagram page. Thanks for all the hard work this week, Sean. Good luck Thank with you. your picks and hopefully Andre Rublev can do the business because you know why? Seed is in town. Take care.